Thank you for joining us on January 20th, 2022. You're listening to SML, that is Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, that is Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. I pray that you have had a wonderful day, or if you're just starting your day, that it will be wonderful. The Bible tells us that this is the day that the Lord has made. No matter what hour that you're in, it's the day that the Lord has made and we can rejoice and be glad. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and on Thursdays we're talking about the Holy Ghost, what God is doing, what he's able to do, what he has already done, what he will do for you just like he did for others. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Listen, if you have not been with us on Tuesdays, we're in the book of Daniel. And if you're, if you're going to study along with us, you're going to want to read the book of Jeremiah to have some clarity on what Daniel was dealing with on uh, Sundays. We're in the book of Revelation and we are, you know, we believe in the unadulterated word of God. We're not going to fake it, not going to shake it, not going to add to it or take away from it. But we need the word of God and we need it just as it is. It is powerful to save your soul and to help you work things out. Listen, we're not going to prolong, not going to prolong your patience, but we're going to go ahead into the word of God. There's nothing more important than the word of God. The Bible said man shall uh, not live by bread alone. You might have had a good meal. You I don't. You might have had some of your favorites. Uh, you know, uh, I threw down on some, came home from the gym and made some chili cheese fries and, and uh, you know, and had some ice cream. Yes, I did. And mm -hmm, felt every bit of it. <laughs> But can't live off of that. You know, that was one of those that I don't have that often. I have not had that in quite some time. But man cannot live by bread alone. But every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, you know, that's what we're we're depending on, what God has to say. And so, you know, last week, last Thursday, we went on into the word of God and we wanted to talk about uh, when nothing seems to go right. And surely that evening, Nothing went right on my end of things. Uh, everything looked like it was recording and going just fine on the live uh, feed. Uh, but then I start getting reports that there was some discrepancies and, and on the feed. And, you know, things were not going right. But even though uh, things may not seem like it's going right, you still press. And we were as a subtopic, we were talking about the hidden assurance. Because there is assurance that we have in God and it's hidden, it's in our heart. That's why I call it a hidden assurance, because it's in your heart and no one knows unless you tell it to them, unless you bring the word of God out. Unless you testify and tell what God has, has uh, assured you with, or maybe you have gone through something already, but no, whatever you've gone through, he didn't bring you through that not to bring you through this. So you already know his ability, 
You already know the power of God. You know, um, I was uh, in between um, then and now I was watching uh, Mission Impossible. Uh, God doesn't have a, a mission that's impossible. You know, there's nothing impossible for him. Uh, there's it only appears to be impossible to us, but uh, nothing is too hard for God. And even though we might sometimes think it is, you know, um, any minister that is going to that's going to be honest will tell you that uh, sometimes uh, things seem like it is impossible, seem like something some things are not going to happen. You know, and I'm not talking about those natural things that we have control over, you know, um, maybe you want something and you go to work every day. And Paul said, why hope for the things that your eyes see? In other words, there is a way to get it, you know, but then if it is an impossible task, I'm not talking if it means that your credit is not good, uh, that means you're going to have to do some cleaning up. That's not something to, that you're going to pray over. You to, uh, you're going to have to clean that up. You're going to have to get it right as you should. And, you know, and a number of, we can go on and on about talking about the natural things and, and being good stewards with our money and different things. And, and, you know, we should not be praying that God fix the things that we mess up. The Bible said when you suffer for your own doings that you have to take it patiently, you know, and in your patience, you should be doing things to get it right. You overcome evil with good. You know, but then there are those things that you do not have control over and you need God's help. And God is a present help in the time of need. All you have to do is you be prepared. You make the proper preparations as you are required to do. And those things that you cannot do, then that's where prayer come in. That's where, you know, God will give favor. And, and so we're going to go on into the word of God. And, and tonight we're... Um, we're finishing up the 27th chapter of the book of Acts. And, uh, you know, the Bible uh, tells us about the 20th verse. We're going to start there. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we pray and ask that you will bless your word. Bless those that are listening and those that Lord God, we'll hear your word later. Lord God, I pray and ask that you bless them. Lord God, keep your word stirred in our hearts, Lord, that we don't sin against you. Lord God, govern us by your word. Lord God, we want to be in your will, be found pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, Lord, touch those that are sick in their body. Lord God, those that, uh, that are not doing well, those that are in hospital. Lord God, those that have suffered loss, we pray and ask for their comfort. And Lord God, only as you can do, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. So they were in some pretty, there was a, some pretty terrible chain of events that had occurred. Paul was on the boat uh, headed to Rome, the wind picked up. And it started to blow them all over the place. And, you know, they, I mean, they, what should have taken on days or weeks to get someplace, they were trapped in the sea. You know, there used to be a show uh, called Lost in Space where they were supposed to go to a certain planet uh, to 
they're earthlings, <laughs> but supposed to go to a certain planet, you know, to colonize. And they get lost in space and they never made it there uh, as they were supposed to. And this is what's going on with Paul. Uh, they're lost at sea. You know, uh, whether the castaways or Gilligan Island, however you want to refer to it, whatever analogy you want to use, uh, uh, feel free. But they're they're lost in the sea and they don't there's nothing that they can do. But, you, you know, it's, you know, as an individual in your your lifetime that you have, that there comes a time where there's, you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. Uh, you know, um, things seem to be going right every place else, but it's not going right for you. And, you know, uh, David said that um, I saw the wicked spread out and prosper like a Green Bay tree. You know, they look like they were having everything was going right for them. But for me, you know, it just didn't seem fair. And my foot almost slipped. You know, I, I found myself wavering. And then I went into the house of God and I realized and I remember what the end, the end game. And so they were going through a bunch of uh, this chain of events. They're lost at sea and the wind, the, the ship is running wild, it's loose. They can't control it. And it was hopeless days and nights. Hopeless days and nights. Sometime you might find yourself in a hopeless situation and don't know what to do. You know, the situation that it was so severe, Paul had told them, he said, um, uh, the Bible said, but after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, sirs, ye have hearkened if you would have hearkened to me. And if you would have not loosed from Crete uh, and, you know, uh, and have gained, uh, we wouldn't have gained this harm. Things wouldn't be going the way they are. Now, Paul was not saying this uh, to beat them over the head. Sometimes people say stuff, you know, I told you so. But he was using this more as an opportunity uh, to to build the credibility of what he was saying. Because before they had left, Paul had mentioned that that the weather was changing. It didn't look good. It didn't look safe for sailing. And it was had, was, had become so severe that we might, uh, some souls might be lost. Now that was Paul saying that. He, he, he really felt that uh, it was dangerous for them to be setting sail. However, they, they went on anyway. They listened to the, the, the captain. They listened to uh, those that was in charge and they set sail. And he said, now I exalt you to be of good cheer. Uh, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but the ship. Now, Paul have their attention. They all must be gathered someplace. You know, they can't be standing out in the wind and the water and him talking because he wouldn't be heard. So he must be below someplace where they've all gathered and he's uh, encouraging them that no one is going to be lost and I have good reason. I have this assurance. You know, there stood by me this night the angel of God who, whose I am. I belong to God and whom I serve. This is important to note is that it's not enough to believe in God. He, he knows that he... He not only believe in God, but God, he belongs to God. He's a vessel of the Lord. You don't have to be a licensed minister uh, or anything of, you know, walking around with license is what I'm saying to, to, to make that declaration that I belong to God and it's God I serve. 
Let me say that again. You belong to God because you serve him. You belong to God because you serve him. The Bible said that if you have, there are two masters, you're either going to love one or hate the other. Either you're going to love sin or you're going to love what's right. And whichever place you find yourself, there is no gray area where I'm in between that. No, there's not a gray area. Either you're right or you're wrong. Either you're serving God wholeheartedly, mind, body, and soul, as the Lord have, has commanded, book of Deuteronomy, or you're not. So Paul was serving the Lord with his, with his whole heart, with his mind, his body, his soul. And so therefore he can make that declaration of whom I serve. And he said, fear not, fear not. Thus must be brought to Caesar. So the aim, the messenger, the Lord reminded Paul, which was not the first time that you're going to Rome and you're going to stand before Caesar and you're going to declare those things that I have given to you to declare. And so uh, Paul is reminded of that. Remember what I told you. And sometime in the midst of your situation, no matter how difficult it is. Now, remember, Paul is on this boat and on this this boat is in the water and is is a runaway child running wild. And it's not going back home where it belongs. And some of y'all might know where those layers came. But listen, Paul is dealing with the same issues that every those that are on the boat that do not serve the Lord, that are there, uh, prisoners, trans people that are being transported, people that are passengers, uh, whatever the situation is, he's in the midst of that too. So see, in the midst of trouble that occurs uh, in this nation, in your community, and you're in the midst of that as well. And even though God may, Paul was dealing with the wind, he was dealing with the rain, he was dealing with everything that was going on as well. And, and you know, so, uh, and so he had to remember what God had told him. Now, let, let's take a subject matter here, and that is stay in the boat. You know, you're going to have to ride the storm out. And so Paul is in the boat. And the storm is going on and they are uh, they are in this situation. And Paul is reminded that he's going to be brought before Caesar. The, the scripture said thou must be. So it's been ordained that he's going to stand before Caesar. So no matter what happens, Paul is going to survive this. Uh, he said, wherefore, the 25th verse, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I believe God that it shall be even as he told me. Now, not only are, is Paul going to stand before Caesar, but remember, Paul also had told them, he said, the messenger of the Lord had stood and told them that, that no loss of any man's life is going to happen. Nobody's going to be lost. Everyone. Why? Because there's a righteous man aboard. You know, Abraham had had asked the Lord, said, um, when they, when the, the three messengers, excuse me, no, when the, when the three visitors, there we go. When the three visitors visited Abraham, um, Abraham had a servant to go and to prepare, uh, uh some barbecue. They was getting ready to barbecue and throw down, you know, to feed, to, uh, to welcome the strangers and the Lord, Paul, excuse me, Abraham recognized one of them as being the Lord and uh, manifested there and the two angels went on down to Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham asked the Lord 
if you find um, a righteous man, will you spare some of the lives? And will you spare 50? Will you spare 20? Will you spare, you know, and he went on down that list all because of a righteous person. So see, a righteous person makes a difference. A righteous person uh, can be uh, that beacon, can be that savior uh, that God uses, that vessel that God uses in that moment that even though those in the community, those on the boat, those in the house may not be righteous, may not be serving the Lord, it is because of that righteous person that everyone else is spared. So Paul tell them, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as was told me. I believe. Do you believe tonight? Do you believe God? I'm not asking you to believe, uh, Pastor Carl Henderson. I'm telling you, and I will always point you to believe God. Believe his word. Don't believe no one else's opinion or anything. Believe God. Now, earlier, fear uh uh, some lives could be lost, you know, but when God stepped in, he said, no lives will be lost. Uh, opinion uh, might be valid because of logic. Uh, but when God steps in, uh, logic and everything has to sit down. And that's what we refer to as a miracle. Defying gravity, going against the, the odd of things, you know, uh, where it should be defeat, it becomes victory. Paul was innocent and all those with him were spared of uh, the guilt and shame and, uh, and, uh, and what they would have gone through because of his innocence, because of his righteousness, because the Lord was with him. Your life with Christ has an impact uh, on others. It has an impact on the job. It has an impact uh, in the school uh, as a student. It has an in impact whether you're a student or on a job or training or whatever. it has an impact. And you do not have to walk around bolstering yourself. Just live the life. Just live the life. You know, um, and, and watch how it impacts others. They didn't have to realize or even recognize it as long as you do. As long as you realize and recognize what God is saying and what the Lord is able to do is what makes the difference. Paul was the one that made the difference here because of his life, whom I serve. I serve the Lord. I serve him. Howbeit we must be cast upon a certain island, Paul understood uh, from that, that we're not going to make it out of this. <laughs> we're not going, the wind is not going to stop blowing. The rain is not going to stop coming. The boat is all of a sudden not going to pick up speed and a miraculous winds gonna capture the sail. We not gonna row out of this, but we're gonna be we're gonna be cast. We're gonna become castaways. But and so the scripture goes on to say that when the fourteenth night was come, look how long it's been. When the fourteenth night was come, as we were driven up and down in Adria, uh, about midnight. They've been up for a while. It's about midnight now. The ship deemed that they drew near to some country. And so they they sounded and found about 20 families. So they had a way of measuring where they were, how close they were to land. And uh, I've, I've read about it, but, you know, that that particular, um, what they had to do, you know, they dropped certain weights um, into the water and it would tell them how close they were, 20 uh, 
fifteen, you know how close they were to uh, to certain land, how depths the depths of it, and they be, started to become afraid because they they realized that they might run it. They gonna run into the rocks, and they cast. They threw out four anchors uh, about the stern, and they was anchored down and wishing they wanted the day to break. You know, when you go on through something, you really want, you really want the weather to change. You really want the night to end. You know, um, I, I think, you know, you lay in bed and, and, or maybe you can't even sleep because of the situation. You know, you find yourself sleepless and you're, you're just up. You're just woke. You're tossing and you're turning, you know, hoping and just waiting for the day to break and, and that things would, that day would bring about a change. And here they are wishing for the day. Now, remember, even though Paul is told this, uh, Luke is, is there with him writing and those that was traveling with Paul, they were all in this boat and they were, they wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee the ship, now some of them was going to uh, let down the lifeboats and they were going to jump in and take off, you know, leaving the, the ship. And they would have done this, but Paul uh, got their attention. And he, he told them, he said, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. Stay in the ship. No, don't, it's too bad. You're gonna, you're gonna jump out there. You know, there, there used to be a saying, you jump out the skillet into the fire. And so you don't wanna jump out of what you're in. Yes, it's terrible. Yes, it's hot. Yes. It's uncomfortable. Yes, you, you get teary-eyed. Yes, you moan, you groan, you weep. Yes, you don't have an answer to give to everybody. Yes, but don't jump out. That's even in the church. Uh, you're, God is dealing with God. God, hello, somebody. God is dealing with imperfect people. Think about yourself. God is dealing with imperfect people. We're all together, grouped together. We're stronger, we're greater, but none of us are perfect. We can, we're moving on to perfection and certain areas in our lives are perfected, but we're not, you know, all of that in a bag of chips and God deals with us. And so we're in the midst of a situation. Don't take out frustration on nobody or anything like that. Abide in the ship. Don't jump out. You know, you can't endure the storm jumping out of the ship. The ship is for the safety. And so Paul told them to stay in the ship or you cannot be saved. You won't be saved. Then the soldiers cut the rope off the boat and let her let them fall into the. So they stopped trying to lower down the, the, the escape boats and they, they cut them off so that they could go ahead and fall instead of banging up against the side of the ship and or taking on water to help weighing things down. They wanted the boat to be as light as possible. And when the day was coming on, Paul brought them all to take meat. Now, remember, they had thrown stuff overboard, but they still had some food. This this day is the 14th day that you have tarried and continued fasting, having taken on none. Uh, they, and so uh, he's encouraging them to take and eat some meat, for this is for your health. For there you shall not a hair fall from the head of any of you. You're not going to lose out, eat, eat some food. You know, uh, you get nauseated. Y your stomach starts to mess up and, 
you know, you get a headache and, and all the things that come with the, the, the tension and stuff that comes from the pain, the suffering, the heartache, the, the emotional, the mental, you know, that you're dealing with in that situation, you have to eat something to fortify that body. You may not want to, but you got to eat something. And this is what Paul is telling them, eat something. And so he broke the bread and gave thanks unto the Lord and, and they began to eat. This would give them strength for what they needed to do. And so they were all of good cheer and, you know, the food and uh, that, that, you know, something about eating that brings about uh, some enjoyment. Food is another, uh, another type of enjoyment and we will have that in glory. We will have the, you know, um, certain meal and we'll talk about that more revelation, but, um, you know, when we're in glory. And so it says, and when we were in all in the ship, well, you don't have to wait to glory, eat, eat and drink and be happy. Now we were all in the ship, 203 score and 16. So uh, 276 souls were in the ship. And when we had eaten enough, they ate, until they was they felt good, they felt full, and they said they lightened the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. So they were uh, in their travel. They were taking, uh, you know, when they got on a ship, this was not like going down to the cruise line and booking a room or anything. The ships were carrying cargo, and you had to uh, book some space. And when you booked your space, you brought your old meals and everything um, to to be on board. And along the stops, you would, you know, um, grab some food and stuff to eat to help you. If you were just on that ship, you, <laughs> you're going to be hungry. <laughs> you're going to be uh, on one of those force fasts if you didn't know. You know, so if someone stowed away on a ship, uh, they would be eating or maybe stealing or maybe get caught doing something. They had to work it out uh, if someone was gracious, um, you know, to allow that to happen. But you needed to have your own. And when they had taken up anchor, they committed themselves unto the sea and loosed the, the rubber bands and hoist up to the mainsails to the wind and made toward shore. And falling into a place where two seas meet, they ran the ship of ground. And the fore, the fore part of the uh, stuck fast and remained unmovable. So the ship grounded, uh, but the hinder part of the ship broke because the violence of the waves, the ship was battered. The ship was torn up because of the weather. And the soldiers, you know, back then uh, to keep the soldiers from escaping, and we, we read this earlier where uh, the jail cells had opened up. The Bible said Paul and Silas were, um, were in the cell and they were bound hand and foot um, and they began to pray and they began to sing psalms unto the Lord in the midst of their troubles. And the Bible said there was an earthquake and the cell doors opened and the soldiers, uh, one of the soldiers would have killed himself thinking that everybody escaped because it was an instant. If those prisoners got out, it was going to be a death sentence on them. So one of the things that they would do is kill the prisoners before they could escape. And, um, and so the soldier council was to kill the prisoners and, uh, that they should not escape, but the centurion uh, who favored Paul, God used the centurion, uh, kept them from their purpose, stopped them, commanded that they would 
don't don't kill anybody and everybody swam uh, ashore now i like this here uh, i like this here it said and the rest some on boards and some on broken pieces so some swam some were able to swim and some was on planks and broken pieces of the ship. They were holding on. You got to hold on in the midst of whatever you're dealing with. You're going to have to grab hope to something that you can float on. The word of God is something you can, you can float on. Your prayers and seeking God and, and believing and trusting him is something you can hold on to. And they took broken pieces of the ship. And so, you know, as you see kids, you know, maybe you did it yourself and maybe you still might you still might be doing it, holding on to a, to a life raft, you know, something that's been blown up and you pedaling your feet to get to where you need to go. That's what they were doing. Nobody died. Everybody lived. They all escaped and made it to land safely because they abide in the ship. They stayed aboard and they rode the storm out. Even when things was falling apart, I can really go into this and, you know, time is not going to permit. I don't want to take the time to go all into this, but I'm telling you that sometime you find yourself in a situation where everybody's jumping board. You know, the rats is jumping, uh, jumping ship. Everybody's jumping ship. It don't seem like nobody is there. Maybe it's on in, in the um, uh, social. Uh, maybe it's on the job. It could even be in a church. And people are, are late. But you have to, if you're going to survive, you're going to have to survive on the word of God. And things might break apart. And it happens as we're reading here in the word of God. Things may fall apart. But you've got to follow what God is saying. And you might have to grab hope to something. You know, somebody said um, that you have to push. Uh, you know, you're going to have to press and you're going to have to push until your faith kick in. You're going to have to press and you're going to have to push and hold on to, um, to what God is saying. Now, God doesn't have any broken promises. You know, they have broken pieces of the ship, but God don't have any broken promises. You can... I was told as a young person, I'm still young, as a younger, younger person that you can bank on the word of God. You can't depend on everything else and you can't depend on, on some natural promises, but you can depend on the word of God. And therefore, you should not let the word of God fall short uh, in your life. In other words, don't don't get to the point where, Lord, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, it's not going to happen. You know, when you feel like that, start quoting the scripture, the word of God. Re, uh, eat some meat. Get revitalized. Start singing songs that you know that, that you can sing and that will help encourage your heart. You know, I often say that, that no matter what, I don't care if tears is in my eyes, uh, I'll sing. Uh, there is a song that, that talks about uh, uh, praise is what I do. Praise is what I do in the good times. Praise is what we do in the bad times. Praise is what we do 
All our praise belong unto God. It belongs to him and it will carry you through the roughest situation. And when those situations come to an end, you'll be able to look back. And you're not going to be saying, I wonder how I got over. No, you know how you got over. You're not going to look back and say, I I'll understand it better by and by. Uh, yeah, you, as time goes on, but you'll, be, you'll have more confidence. And God takes us through things so that when the next situation come up, we have that assurance that he brought us through that. Well, Lord, if you brought me through that, then I know that you are able to bring me through this also. Regardless of what it might seem like, you know, uh, everybody has some of those days that it just does not seem like it's going to happen. Everybody has that. But what you do with it is what is going to make the difference. How you respond in the midst of your situation. How you respond when you're reminded of something that was painful. How you respond when you when you see something, you know, or something is going on in your life. You know, you have to make a decision how and what you're going to do. And the best thing to do is to abide in the ship. Ride the storm out. You won't be lost. You won't regret it. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. My prayer. And so, matter of fact, let's just pray right now. Uh, Lord God, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word. The short exhortation, Lord God, and praying ask that, uh, that you encourage the hearts of your people, Lord God. Lord Jesus, as we live this life, we're living unto you, Lord God. You're the author and finish of our faith. Lord Jesus, we pray for your strength. We pray that you help us to strengthen others, to give them the meat of your word, Lord God, so that they can be revived. In Jesus' name, amen. Hope to see you in service soon, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. God bless you. Encourage someone's heart. Love somebody. Love yourself. Then love somebody. You know, I like to say it's good to be me because I really feel that way. Uh, one, I can't be nobody else. Neither can you. So, you know, share that with somebody. It's good to be. Tell somebody. Uh, tell them. Tell them and say it's good to be me. Now, you might get some strange looks because they, they're they not hearing what you're saying until they catch on. Listen, we have some other important things that will be coming up shortly. Um, that's for the men. Uh, and so um, uh, look forward to making that announcement later on uh, as we're outlining a, a program for the men, you know, to strengthen our, our brethren and, you know, and even, uh, you know, not just because you, you have some moms that are in that role, too, of raising sons alone. And God bless you. You know, I'm sure that what will be said will be also be of some help uh, for those young men, uh, those man child, as well as we you have daughters. Uh, there are fathers that are raising daughters. Daughters is looking up to their dads. You know, and what will be said is going to help you with your daughters. I have two daughters um, that are doing wonderful. And I have two sons that are doing the same. And the Lord is blessed and our relationship is very open. We can talk about anything. And it's so important that, you know, you uh, men be good listeners 
you know, and so, um, you know, we'll get more into that uh, later on. Until then, be blessed. Rest in the Lord. And walk with assurance. Bye.